0: But let your breath dance Up there in A spy. How dare you? Hello, and it is just me for the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 159. This is a spotlight—a spotlight on the listener pick, Daredevil number 227, and the pick is the whole Born Again story arc that this starts. It's from 1986. It's written by Frank Miller. Pencils and Inks by David Mazzuccelli, Colors by Christy Scheel, and Letters by Joe Rosen. And this book is picked in a lot of lists as some of the best comics of all time. And why is that? Well... We'll see as we jump in here. And when we start off, you go and see Karen Page. We haven't seen very recently in this book. In fact, she hasn't really been seen in the pages of Daredevil since Daredevil 138, where it's revealed that she is a quote-unquote junkie. And that is where she still is at. Now, Karen ended up leaving the whole... Murdoch and Nelson Law Firm, where she was a secretary and a girlfriend of Matt Murdoch. She left to go find fame in Tinseltown. She left for Hollywood. And while things started out okay for her, they didn't end well. She ended up leaving Hollywood, ends up in Mexico as a heroin addict making porno. So, yeah, things haven't worked out for Karen yet. And pretty much all she has Throughout this, even after this little bit At the beginning, actually, she has two things She has her looks And she has the secret identity of Daredevil Now, she's going to use the secret identity of Daredevil To get a shot of heroin And that's a big thing here Is that pretty much Matt Murdock's life Is going to be just destroyed For a shot of heroin in Mexico Because she ends up having an envelope With a name in there And says to this guy Hey, uh, in this is the secret identity of Daredevil. And he he ends up having some tequila or whiskey. It's probably tequila. They're there they're in Mexico, right? Mexico way. And he's like, you want a shot? No, you want a shot of something else. Like, all right. And she gives... The secret identity and we see the secret identity work its way up the coast the east coast all the way up to kingpin who does get it he's having a bit of a business meeting on his yacht with his guy saying hey we're going to do some more legitimate business that's the backbone of the organization that's how we kind of front you know the whole kingpin deal and He ends up getting this note. Hey, uh, I have a cousin down in Mexico, and he came across this name of Daredevil, you know, like his real name, I mean. And Gingman's like, I'm not a dummy. I don't think you're going to hand me an envelope. that." What's Daredevil's real name? Let me see. Daredevil? Like, what what is this? What am I, being punked? Uh, But he's like, I know what you mean. He gets it, dismisses everybody. Everybody gets the hell out of there real quick, except Wesley, where they say Wesley doesn't run away. That's why Wesley... You're nice to Wesley because Wesley doesn't have to run away when important things are happening uh, with Kingpin. You end up having Kingpin look at the name and then say basically to Wesley, I want you to get everybody who has touched this envelope, anybody who knows anything about this identity, every single person, you find them. And you wait. They're a kill list right there. And when I give you the word, boom, they're dead. And so you get the idea. Okay, he wants to be the only one. This is a very Kingpin thing. It's done very well. But the big thing there is a subtle thing then. Because then it says six months pass. And if you're reading, you're expecting, okay, Kingpin's going to find this identity. Oh, my. He's going to send Bullseye to to kill Matt. He's going to. No, no, no. He is going to put things into place that are going to take six months to get there. He's going to do this in a way that isn't in your face, just try to kill Matt. It's that he wants to humiliate him. He wants to bring him down. He's going to just completely unravel his life. And you see it takes six months because six months later, now it's winter. You start out in summer. It's now winter. Matt is in his apartment. He is awoken by mail coming through the mail slot. And at this point, he does not have a job. So he thinks, okay, all of those offers are going to be pouring in. This is why I'm getting mail. Well, the mail's a little different. He ends up getting a cassette tape from his a girlfriend, Glory. That's one thing. But he also ends up getting a letter from the mortgage that he hasn't paid his mortgage in two months, which is odd to him because he knows he wrote the checks. He checks and he did, but they were never cashed. In the meantime, he can't do anything about that because the IRS is auditing him now and have frozen all his assets. He has no way to get to any of his money. This is the start of just his life completely falling apart. While he's doing this, he calls his attorney who says, you lied to me. This bull crap, you you ended up hiding money, you're doing this, like all these things are all in the place and hitting, and now he ends up on this cassette tape, Glory is breaking up with him while all this is going on on a cassette tape, which again, in 1986, this is even screwed up, this isn't even like, you know, breaking up via text, she didn't even, she made a mixtape of her breaking up, here you go, I'm, I'm surprised that afterwards, aha, didn't come on, take on me afterwards but he so all his life's falling apart in the meantime then he gets a knock on the door and he's got a subpoena that he has to go to a grand jury hearing and he says not as a witness but he is in trouble he is in very very big trouble that he has they have a nicholas manelis the uh policeman who has 20 years of impeccable performance and Matt knows him is going and he's going to testify that he ended up seeing Matt pay a witness, uh, you know, to perjure himself in the Hendricks case. And Matt's like, no way. You know, Nick's a good guy. He wouldn't do this for anything. He goes off. It. Nobody wants to talk to Matt. It's already started where everything is just falling apart for him. We then go off and see that it's not just him that's having problems because you end up having glory, his girlfriend had just broke up to him with the mixtape. Her apartment has been broken into. It's been ransacked. Everything's just destroyed. She even says they even destroyed the pictures. Um you end up having Foggy show up to help her. She calls Foggy because she's just broken up with Matt, it's a cassette tape. Foggy comes, this starts a romance between the two of them. That is, again, now Matt's best friend is now dating his ex-girlfriend. It's crazy. It doesn't happen quite so quickly, but it's happening. And... You have Matt just not knowing at this point what is going on. Now, you get a real quick deal where at the Daily Bugle, the word comes over. Hey, you know, Matt Murdock, he's been, you know, perjury, all this stuff going down. And Robbie Robertson gets it and gives it to Ben Urich, reporter Ben Urich, and says, you know, look into this. Ben doesn't believe it. He's like Matt Murdock's the most honest man. That I've ever met. There's no way that these bribery, perjury, misconduct, all this stuff can be true. He tries to call Matt, and you know, Matt's off. Everybody's off here. He is his life spinning out of control. But he could still be Daredevil, right? Because at this point, he doesn't really connect the whole deal of somebody knowing his identity. This is just somebody out to get him, out to get Matt. You start to connect the dots, Matt does, as he goes off to pretty much talk to Nick, the police officer, who is going to testify against him. When he gets there, he goes into his apartment. He kind of you know, listens in then he sneaks in and says, you know, 20 years, Nick, why are you lying now? Why did you start lying now? You have Nick get out of my home. He also can tell Nick is drunk. He seems to be nervous. He can tell by his senses that when you end up having Daredevil mention Matt Murdock says, you know, why are you trying to ruin Matt Murdock? And he says he flinches at the name. I smell his oily, guilty sweat. Nick ends up smashing a bottle and coming after Daredevil, tries to stab him with the bottle. And Matt says to himself, I I could get some info. I could try to but I'd have to torture him. This guy, is, you know, is a seasoned vet. He's a tough dude. I'm not just going to be able to say like, "Hey, come on, just tell me." All right, you got me. Now, he so he's like, "I'm not going to do that." He ends up pushing him down and gets out, but then he's listening in and Nick gets on the telephone. He can't hear who he's talking to on the other side, because he end up having Nick blaring these Muzak versions of television themes, which, you know, Matt, Matt doesn't like it. I think it's kind of cool, but he's like, yeah, yeah. He showed up. Yeah. Daredevil. I did what you said to. And so you realize there and Matt's listening and he hears, okay, well, whoever's involved is on the other side of that conversation and knew that Daredevil was going to show up about this. So there's where the connection starts. And why Nick is doing this is clearly revealed when he says about my boy, doctor said he needs that treatment soon. So he has a sick kid. And that's where Matt says, Oh, you know, whatever's going on, whoever's on the other side of that conversation knows everybody to go to what buttons to push. But and this is again, this is the six months Of research that Kingpin did. He sat there and waited, okay, well, this highly respected officer has a kid who's now terminally ill unless he doesn't get some treatment. We'll go to him, we'll do that. This isn't just grabbing, you know, anybody off the street. This is just meticulous planning by Kingpin to do this. And as it goes, you see that Matt figures this out more and more because it's not just a you know some random attack. He ends up going home and now his electric's off. His phone's been disconnected. He's just done. And the next day he ends up calling Foggy because he's in big trouble. He calls from a payphone. Glory answers the phone at Foggy's. So they it's just everything is completely just falling down. On Matt, as you go each page, and you're like, "Holy crap, well, you finally then go back to Kingpin, where he is just watching, and he has people surveillance he's tailing Matt, he ends up having pictures, he finds out that Matt and Foggy are working at the 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 library to figure out you know their defense for all of this charges, all these charges that are going against him. He sees through pictures that he has being taken matt's health deteriorating he also gets reports that daredevil is now going out and getting more and more violent until he completely flips out where he goes into a bar that he goes to frequently to find out information as daredevil it's one of the like the last chance saloon that he goes in if he really needs you know desperate for him like goes in there And just destroys the place. And and pretty much looks like he might have possibly killed people in there. And just yells, Matt Murdock. Who's going to talk about Matt Murdock? And this, as you're doing this, you're not getting anything but narration from the inner monologue of what Kingpin is thinking. He's not talking. He's just sitting there watching all of this. As you go panel to panel as he's smoking this huge cigar and just smiling. And just so happy with himself of how this has played out. And then you see then through this narration, you're not going to go first person deal through this. You find out that Foggy ended up defending Matt and did a great job. Did a really, really good job, which Kingpin notes. I got to hire this Foggy Nelson at some point because, boy, he really was good. He did get Matt. To not get jail time. That was the big thing. But other than that, he's license gone. He can't practice law. He ends up all of his life that he, he didn't go to jail. But the rest of it, it's all just destroyed. Then Kingpin's just sitting there and he's like, okay, I could right now, I could really, you know, give the killer blow. I could go and just end up just ending it all here. But... I can't do that. I can't do that. That's too much. That that I want to let this simmer for a while. I want to enjoy this misery. I don't want to put him out of his misery. I want to enjoy the misery as he's, you know, sitting there thinking about And then even says at one point, and maybe I'll even just as a, a goof, I'll hire Matt Murdoch because he is, you know, a pretty crazy guy here and that would be like that would be awesome to be able to hire him and make him work for me but that this is a, a funny point here which i really really love through all of this you never are addressing the idea of matt murdoch's blind what's going on with daredevil and in kingpin's mind here that whole blindness is an act by matt murdoch to kind of throw off the scent of ever being daredevil he doesn't realize that matt is actually blind so daredevil is he goes the opposite way daredevil can't be blind so man that matt Murdock. i'll give him credit he has been pretending and acting to be blind this whole time it's a pretty cool thing that that gets thrown in there of what you would think what you would kind of go through your mind with that uh, But, yeah, Matt ends up, you know, saying, thanks, Foggy. I don't deserve your friendship. You kept me out of jail. This is great. Thank you. Give me a hug there. But then in a little bit starts to think that maybe Foggy's in on it. Like he, this is him, again, going starting to go a bit insane about what's going on. Paranoia, all the stuff of your life just falling apart. Um, But before you get to that, you do see that kill order that kingpin had set out has been put into place because you have karen page going back to that drug dealer who was the first guy who ended up getting that information in mexico and she's walking up the stairs he said he said i still have my looks that at least i still have my looks goes up and you see that this guy's already dead a shot is fired at karen as she runs down the stairs and in the worst thing where you want to just punch the book She's like, as she runs, she only one name comes to mind. The only one who's ever helped her, Matt. And I'm like, you better not. You jerk. You ended up destroying a man's life for heroin. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, you go back to Matt, who, as I said, is starting to really... You know who's involved? Is everybody involved? Foggy has to be involved. He he ended up stealing my girlfriend, and, and it, no, 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 Foggy's not involved. He's my best friend. He ended up getting me out of jail, but maybe that's part of the plan. This is the stuff that Kingpin wants to happen. This is the stuff that is the simmering and enjoying, uh, you know, what ha- going on in Matt's mind and knowing that he's going to drive himself insane as he goes and. His, his whole brownstone He's going to lose everything He has the foreclosure notice in his pocket He only has 30 days To pay what he owes But he can't get his money because of the IRS Now he can't work because he's not a lawyer All this stuff happening And as he goes he's just like My whole life's over I mean I just need to go to sleep uh, Sleep in, in Matt's mind Will at least let him clear his mind For the you know the next day And maybe the next day will bring more But as he's going up to the brownstone, he feels a rumble. He thinks at first that he's shaking. Oh, I'm I'm even shaking. Look at me. No, no, no. Wait, that's not me shaking. That's the pavement. And then the whole brownstone blows up. It just, ba-boom. It's just done. It's all in shambles. It's a big ruin. And he just stands there. And it's well done in this because the shock of this with also realizing Matt probably hasn't slept well, he he doesn't have electric, so he's got yeah, everything is the worst. So he just stands there. and He's like, I hear a baby crying. Wait a minute, that's not a baby. That's sirens, the fire trucks. How long have I been standing here? I and as he goes through, he he walks to the rubble and ends up finding his daredevil costume. That's like right in the middle there. And then he says, you know, dust, the dust is thick, could choke on it. There's nothing left. So, you know, so that's why when he picks up the Daredevil deal and he says, I never would have connected it to you. Nothing about it said gangster until this. It was a nice piece of work, Kingpin. You shouldn't have signed it. And then it says next purgatory. And we're going to see what happened because Kingpin pretty much says that he wasn't going to end up. You know, he says, I must deny myself the exquisite pleasure of a killing stroke, which that is. So we'll have to see exactly what's going on as we go. But if you ever want to read an issue that is jam packed with tension and just watching things fall into place and then fall apart. For a character this is the issue It's incredible the way it's done Because nothing is In your face it's all and and There's nothing where you, you have an, And Frank Miller does such a great job With Kingpin there's nothing where Kingpin is there saying Okay now you, you call the IRS and tell them to do that And, and do this no it, it's all Behind the scenes we don't see it and it Makes it that much better Because when things start happening Including the end you start to question things yourself just like matt like what's going on like did they ransack glory's apartment so that she would call foggy so that foggy would come over and then she would stay the night and fall in love with him i mean is it so you start thinking like oh my god like is kingpin involved with that is kingpin involved? it's well it's so well done that way And if you would have just had Kingpin, and a lot of writers nowadays especially would have had, you know, the big moments would have been Kingpin saying, okay, you do this, you do that, you go there, you go there. All we saw was him saying, Wesley, anybody who touched this envelope, you find where they are, await the kill order. And we don't even see him give that kill order. You know, that ends up where you have Glory walk into a room, or not Glory, I'm sorry, Karen walk into the room. Where that drug dealer is getting killed and So you see it happen But you don't get It's so well done It's so well done of, of Kinpin just savoring it. And it makes it more of that savoring With it to just see him Just sitting there looking at video screens Pictures, smoking a stogie You know, smiling about it Talking, I gotta, you know, calm down I don't want to go too far It's so well done It's a 10 out of 10 There's no doubt about it Everything about it Art, story, pacing Dialogue. Everything. The only thing that drove me nuts was when Glory did send that cassette tape to Matt. I, I should have ended up, you know, saying this. Everything is ye. Like we, we really have to stress that she is Irish. It's like this may not be the best way for me to say this to ye, Matt. And I know this is already a bad time for ye, but I'm out of patience, Matt. Uh, the way ye treat me, I'm like holy moly. <laughs> That made me laugh. I'm thinking that Matt's like, somebody turn off this cassette tape with this yee nonsense. Holy moly. This is why he hasn't talked to her. He can't stand it. But that is the 10 out of 10. But yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little bit of a spotlight on this book. It's a great book. You should go read it. It is in the Marvel Unlimited app. Obviously, if you end up having the app, go and read it. Check it out. Even if you've never read. A Daredevil comic before you can just jump into this and enjoy it right from the get-go. You don't need really any sort of knowledge at all to enjoy. If you have knowledge, you'll like it a little more. But if you don't, just go in. It's really, really cool. It's great. So check that out. And thanks. Uh, we will be continuing. I'll be doing in the next couple of days my recap show for the X Men books, where I'm talking about X Force and Fallen Angels. Those are the next two up on the docket. So that'll be coming out. You can end up going and following us on the old Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. You can go to our website where we have retro reviews and a bunch of recap stuff of big story arcs and writers and things while we don't have new comics. That's weird science, marvel comics dot com. And we have a Patreon account. If you like our podcast, want to support us and get a ton more shows uh over 40 uh, a month now the way we're doing things with the shutdown and all and the uh, the quarantine social distancing i ended up getting in uh, not enough fight but i got yelled at today i went to wawa i was him my son logan wanted a sizzly so we went to wawa to get a sizzly next thing i know i'm getting yelled at that i'm not doing social distancing i haven't gone out this is the problem you have a lot of people are going out when they're not supposed to And when you're staying in like you're supposed to, you don't know these stupid rules. Every time I go out, I don't even know the rules. Now, Pennsylvania, you got to wear these masks. I'm just going to get a big clown mask or something, walk around like a schmuck. I'm I'm getting sick of being (laughs) inside, but I don't want to go out because I get yelled at because I don't know rules all the time. But you can go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science to support us for everything that we do. And get a ton more. So that's that. So I'll be back in a day or so with my X-Men stuff. So everybody stay safe. Don't get yelled at at Wawa. And I'll talk to you later.